As the world works to cope with the current COVID situation, brands will show their true colors. While some will seek to capitalize on the situation, others will seek to help. In this podcast, we're highlighting those brands who are going above and beyond to do what's right for their employees, their customers, and their community. It is these brands who will ultimately rise to the top as they show their hearts and build stronger and more meaningful relationships with people. It is our hope that by sharing these stories, not only can we spread goodness, but we can also cause others to follow suit. Welcome to Brand Heart. Hello, welcome to Brand Heart. I'm your host, Jeff Friedman, and today I'm speaking with Ian Moore, the Chief Commercial Officer of VistaJet. Ian, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me. So to kick things off, how about telling our listeners a bit about VistaJet? So what do you guys do over there? Well, first and foremost, we're a company, we've been around for 15 years. We're a, the only real true global private aviation solution. We have over 70 aircraft spread around the world. And we've really been focusing on connecting continents and connecting either businesses or families um, all around the world. Um, so our business has been originally started in Europe um, and has spread uh, across Asia into Middle East. And then we moved to North America in, uh, in 2014. Um, so we're a relatively new entrant to the uh, North American market. But our business model is really focused on being a true alternative to aircraft ownership. So we're a company that's really focused on both high net with individuals and corporations. Um, and we really, our focus has always been about having the infrastructure available for customers to utilize and have a global brand and know exactly what to expect when you, when you jump on board the aircraft. Um, and we're the only company that actually has that infrastructure in a unified way. All of our aircraft have the same exterior and interior. Right. So if you think of us like a hotel chain, uh, a luxury hotel chain, you know when right. you get into the four seasons all around the world, you know what to expect. And uh, at VistaJet, that was our mission all those years ago. And we felt we've reached that point today where we can really start to make our aircraft and our product and service available to our consumers all around the world. So it's kind of like owning a jet without all the pain, hassle, and, off, and, and probably the expense of owning a jet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, interesting. How has, I mean, I imagine people are flying less, you know, we're all sitting at home. How has this whole thing impacted VistaJet and your, and your community? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think it's been in sort of two phases or three phases, I would say. You know, the first part of the year, because we're a global operation, uh, we have a large customer base that's based in, in Asia as well. So we probably saw early signs of this coming through or signs of, of COVID coming through in January. Um, we were just seeing, uh, obviously, flying in and out of China was becoming more and more difficult. And the desire to go in and out of China was, was, right. also, was also dropping. Um, and so we saw the first effects of Asia where, where a lot of people were flying outside of Asia. Um, hmm. So coming, and that was from, you know, Chinese nationals, but also international um, organizations were flying in and out of or out of that region. So we, fought, we saw business as usual everywhere else. And then we yeah. saw Asia sort of starting to flee. Let's be, and then starting to move away. Then we saw February and, and, you know, that was sort of, everyone sort of had found their location. We did a lot of flying late January. And then, right. then it was just business as usual until we saw the Iran and obviously we saw Italy as well. And there was right. realization that, oh, this isn't just going to be something similar to what we'd seen in 2003 with SARS. This had really leapt into other parts of the world. And then we saw a, a reaction from different parts of the world starting to get want to get home. 
Um, we saw that coming from February into March. Right. So the, the, we saw a spike in increase in flying um, and increase in requests. Then we moved wow. into March and then we saw actually it was spreading at a, a, a faster rate and we're seeing a lot of people that have moved in the month of January were, were looking to move back. So we saw March and probably the start of April, a flight to safe havens. Right. We actually made the decision, you know what, this is where I'm going to be. I'm going to get all my family together. There was a lot more of one-way repatriation flights that were happening, particularly at the end of end of March. So from a flying capacity perspective, we saw a real spike. What we saw, though, was like threefold in itself. We saw an increase in demand. Mm -hmm. um, you know, commercial airlines were moving out and uh, right. we're, we're slowly reducing their abilities or grounding fleets altogether. So that was therefore, I can't get home unless I right. yet. So then we also saw uh, the, uh, the, a supply shock in the fact that in our industry is, uh, is made up of a lot of, of owner aircraft put into the market like an Airbnb would be. Mm -hmm. right? And a lot of those aircraft were either being used by their owners or they're being taken off the market right. because, of, um, because of fears of safety and, uh, and making sure that they have the aircraft with them if they needed to go somewhere at last minute. Right, right. So you saw this demand increase with commercial airlines and second, secondly, just with people wanting to get home and then you saw the supply shock. So you saw a, a, an increase in pricing um, and an increase in demand. But the other thing that played in it, which is the last point, was restrictions you know we saw a lot of fast changing restrictions you know what was open yesterday was closed tomorrow and, and so we saw that even though we had a lot of demand fulfilling all that demand became a challenge because you know you can fly to one location yesterday and then today you can't do a fuel stop at that location anymore let alone actually get your your um your client to their end destination right. so the complexity of flying um, was was tenfold um, in, in April, in March, and now in April. So you actually saw demand increase as people were rushing around trying to find where am I going to where am I going to go and kind of you know sit this thing out. Yeah, right. You saw the increase, and and especially not just people looking for places to go. They were one way because they were getting there, and they were no intent of going home. And there were less commercial flights available for them to even offer. So. It actually went up for you guys. and But now that everybody's in place, right? Everybody's home. Everybody's in there, kind of in their safe haven, as you called it. How's What's business like now? Yeah, it's, great. it's a great question. I, I think now we're still flying. Um, you know, again, because we're a global operator, we were able to maneuver our aircraft to where pockets of demand are. And you're starting to see places that have got either a different ideology on how they're dealing with the with with COVID. They're maybe dealing it with more of an open mentality, maybe right. than a shut one. Um, but we're also seeing each country being in a different phase and where right. they are in this virus. And and so therefore we're able to maneuver our aircraft around to different locations um, to ensure that we can still provide a service for our customers and where the pockets of demand are. Um, it's no, it's great being able to fly in some locations. You need to be able to get your aircraft there and then have customers there. So again, by being a global operator and being the only global operator in private jets, you know, we're able to we're able to take advantage of that to a certain degree. But we're seeing, you know, we're seeing definitely a decrease in flying, particularly in North America, where probably about fifty percent 
of right. our ability to fly here. That's natural. I think you can see that with um, there's just not as many business trips going on. Right. Uh, but we're already starting to see that change. We're already starting right. to see a booking curve in May, in May and early June of people that are starting to want to get out and, and yeah, see, right. see their business partners again, see their factories again. Um, so you're seeing that in North America and we're already seeing that in Europe now. You're seeing um, countries that are opening up um, and they're doing it in a stag staggered manner and that makes perfect sense. But even in lockdown stages, we were still repatriating people um, from their, from different locations around the world. So we were still flying even the first two weeks of April. Right. Well, and, you know, we were talking earlier, you know, you are flying, you're, you're, you're out there and there are still a lot of these one-way trips and, you know, you, you drop somebody off in one place, you leave and then who's on the flight home. And I think this is where you guys have really stepped up. So maybe share a little bit about what you guys are doing from the, from the helping others perspective uh, with your capacity and with your ability to get people and things around the world. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think what you first find when this sort of really started to, to become, become a pandemic and really become a global pandemic, we right. saw early March some, some companies being first movers in, in really, you know, seeing what they can do with their own infrastructure. Right. Um, and, and, you know, whether it's, you know, fashion icons producing PPE or, mm. or, or different other ways that companies can be involved. We thought to ourselves, well, what, what can we do? Um, you know, our first and foremost, our role is to ensure that we can get people um, home to their families and, and, and make sure that we're connecting the world together. But we're doing these one-way flights, as you mentioned, and, and we felt that there was an opportunity there where the places we were, we were leaving um, were often, uh, were leaving as in empty, um, were often the places that where people were getting stuck. Um, so the, re the other end of the repatriation flight. Right. Uh, and so we felt that um, it, we can have an opportunity where we can connect governments and medical organisations um, with uh, the ability to utilise those empty legs. Um, and as we put a community get together, a newsletter together, which goes out daily, um, to, shows our empty legs and makes them available for such organisations um, that can take advantage of that during these times, because we are moving empty. Um, we may not have to fly at that particular date. And if right. someone comes up and says they want to fly, then we will fly. But it's just making sure that, you know, within our own, our capacity to help, that we're able to reach out to as many organisations as we possibly could to do our bit. And, uh, you know, it's been an exciting thing to be a part of. Um, and it's been well received both by our own customer base, by a new batch of potential future customers through right. government organisations potentially, and through the medical um, community, which I think is something that um, I think if every company had a chance, if they could help the medical community today, they'd be doing it. Right. So it's even so it's not just helping people get from place to place, but it's supplies and other medical uh, medical equipment and things. Right. Yeah, right. absolutely. It's what we can what we can um, move on our aircraft. You right. Know, traditionally, we wouldn't be thinking about moving a whole heap of masks from one part of the world to the other. That would be a you right. know, a, that would be a. <laughs> I probably not the best use of resources on a private right. jet, to be honest with you. That's uh, what the New England Patriots uh, plane is for. Exactly. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> well, if they're not playing, they may as well. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so for us, uh, yeah, it's, it's looking at different ways to be able to utilize our infrastructure. And as I mentioned earlier, we've paid for it. We've already put the investment into that infrastructure. So why not make it available um, where we can do some do some good um, in, in this world? Right. And, and just to be clear, this is for 
governments and others. So if you know if you're looking for a, a free flight from South Africa to New York, don't don't call. Um, but if you're you know if you're stuck in South Africa and you're working with the government there, whatever it might be, yep. the government can help you. And perhaps um, that's that's kind of what the newsletter is. It's helping the governments and and those other organizations know what's available so they can help people in need get to where they need to go. Is that yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And and also too, I mean, the commercial. As we talked about the commercial infrastructure has dropped, but a lot of these flights are done by national airlines, and that's fine. And and right. that's what they do. But for us. Um, you know, it's important that, you know, it may be that certain locations, it just doesn't make sense, make sense sending a, a triple seven there. Um, yeah. Right. And, and so for us to be able to maybe move people to a hub where it does make sense, where there's maybe right. 300 people that need to get home rather than, you know, rather than five, you right. know, it makes, it makes sense to tap into our network. And yeah, so we wanted to do our bit and obviously, you know, in business, it's all about having building relationships anyway. Right. And right. Yeah. relationships. So, you know, we wanted to be remembered for doing something good during these times. And, and I think this is something that it was, it was a natural thing for us to do. And we thought, why not be involved? That's great. I mean, you, you hear everybody talking about how there's no flight. You know, you look up in the air and it's rare to see a plane in the air these days, yeah. right? Yeah. So it, it's good to know that somebody is still flying it, that there are ways to get around. And, um, and you guys are a big part of that. So thank you. Any advice you'd give to others who are listening to the show, whether they're business owners, large business, small business, of what they could be doing to help others in this time? That's a great question. Uh, it really depends on what you, what you have in your DNA as a company, but also what right. you have to offer. Um, and that you're seeing some amazing things that people are offering now, and they're using, again, their own infrastructure, whatever right. the infrastructure may be, to get out and, and get out in front of people. Um, but, but above all else, I think, and one thing I've been doing, I've been listening to as many podcasts as I could and right. listening to as many people talk about a crisis like this before because, you know, it's not something that many people have, have faced in this sort of gravity. Mm-hmm. Um, and listening to where you can reach out to new businesses and maybe create relationships. And, and that's probably the one thing that we're looking to do at, at, at VistaJet is, you know, speaking to brands that may have not been interested in chatting before or may have had a different uh, different philosophy. Right. We're reaching out to more and more organizations to see how we can be part of what is what is going to be a, a community that's going to take a while to come back from this. I, I think this is a, a tattoo that's not going to wash off that easily. Well, it's, it's, it's an interesting time. And I know personally at the end of this, you know, I'm craving social interaction. Zoom calls are great, but I think we're all craving to get outside and see people and connect and travel. And so uh, hopefully sooner than rather than later, more people are flying and things get back to normal. And, you know, I think what you're doing just to help others and help governments, help the medical community is really um is really admirable and uh, I really appreciate your time on the show today. For people who are interested, where can they go to learn more about VistaJet? Yeah, absolutely. Just You can go to, straight to our website. It's www.vistajet.com and uh, you'll be able to get all the details, not just about the community support, but our business in general. And we'd love to uh, in- engage and have a conversation about how we can help. Great. Ian, thanks for all you guys are doing over at VistaJet. It's great having you on the show and uh, take care. Yeah, Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Brandheart. We hope that today's episode inspired you to spread goodness and help those in need. If you know of a brand going above and beyond to help others during this time, please share it with us via Twitter at showbrandheart. Brandheart is a production of Small Army, a FinPartners company. To learn more, visit smallarmy.net or finpartners.com.